Matt, we use Anchor.fm for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And it's free. Anchor will not only let you record and edit, you can also distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more through Anchor. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, which is handy for the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast. Anchor.fm has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. This is the Bill Simmons Podcast podcast, a podcast about the Bill Simmons podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. There was not actually more than the expected amount of podcasts from Mr. Simmons last week. Three, as per usual. All three were actual podcasts. No more repurposed bullshit Twitter draft video podcast. The first was with Cousin Sal, a welcome return to form for Sunday night. That was a very ingestible one hour, 37 minutes and 17 seconds. Very happy with that length. The second episode of the week was Giannis Got Freaked. The second episode featured Ryan. It was two hours Five minutes and 54 seconds. Felt too long. Less ingestible. <laughs> I felt full early. <laughs> and the third of the week uh, featured Kevin O'Connor and Jonathan Charks, as well as David Epstein or Epstein. I think it's Epstein. Who I found an excellent guest. It was two hours, eight minutes and 20 seconds. In my opinion, probably should have been two podcasts. Yeah, I agree. Do you ever watch Nacho Libre with your daughter? I have not. I feel like it's a little above her head. Too sophisticated? Yes, for a four-year-old. I really like that movie, though. It's hilarious. Yes? The other day, my wife sent me a GIF. It was Jack Black and Nacho Libre, and uh, I thought it was hilarious. I'm not even sure she has seen Nacho Libre. That's I a think great story just... about that GIF your wife sent you. <laughs> the Bill Simmons Podcast Podcast. Use only as directed. On the first part of the week with Cousin Sal, 28 seconds in during the intro, Bill Simmons swallows. Available on nearly any of your devices, including smart TVs, tablets, phones and i would like to let our faithful listeners know we'll be a little less swallow centric on the forthcoming episodes mostly because he swallows so much that it's just a pain in the <laughs> editing these things so i will only indicate Maybe. particularly uh worthwhile or noteworthy swallows such as swallows during a part you can re-record such as an ad or an intro maybe that's kyle's excuse he's just like there's too many there's too many this is a pain in I'm not doing this. You know what they should do is just tell the guy who's doing the swallows to stop doing it as much. <laughs> or or turn away from the mic. I was going to say, why can't he just turn away from the mic? Like, listen to this swallow, Matt. I didn't hear it, but I saw it. Yeah, see? Exactly. Evidence. Pearl Jam started at two minutes and one second in, followed one minute and 42 seconds later by another swallow. Whether that's true or not, I just like joking mm-hmm. about it. The exception that proves the rule? <laughs> Probably not. At five minutes and seven seconds, Bill attempts to pronounce fool's gold. I've been saying, I think Bledsoe has been fool's gold. But that turned out to be a pile of pyrite. <laughs> or in this case, pyrong. Uh, I feel like you wrote that one ahead of time. At six minutes and 18 seconds, Bill told us how he predicted the uh, double miss Siakam free throws at the end of the Raptors Bucks playoff game. I predicted the double free throw miss by Siakam. Yeah, really? That was impressive. I really did. Bill says, after that, I was spelling out everything. I was spelling out everything. I was going nuts. It's wonderful to have a guy who tells you after the fact how great he was before the fact. At 25 minutes in, the first I can recall, hair club ad. It's no longer hair club for men, apparently. It's just hair club. Quick break to talk about hair club. What's more embarrassing? Can I say impotence? I'm saying impotence. (laughs) Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Oh, great. I, I mean, he's now basically catering to... Old, sad men who can't get it up and have no hair. 
Welcome to the Bill Simmons Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> My name is Chris. Part of the ad is that uh, it's for individuals who are looking to revitalize the growth of their hair or looking for hair replacement and restoration. Whether you're looking to revitalize the growth of your hair or learn more about the latest proven methods for hair replacement and restoration. Now, I understand the hair growth revitalization, <laughs> but I'm not sure what the distinction is between hair replacement and hair restoration. Here's what I think. The cheaper way to get good-looking hair than just having new hair put in is to get some old used hair and have your hair replaced with that. That's the replacement part. Then they do some work on it to make it look new. That's the restoration part. Is this so a real thing? No, I'm making this up on the fly. I think it's like hair plugs or hair replacement. But then what is restoration? Hair restoration is when they cut the hair off your butt skin. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And then just slap a slab on your forehead? Can you imagine having butt hair on your head? I feel like a, a different texture. As a man of Italian descent, Matt, my guess is your butt hair is exceptionally curly. Of course. Of course it is. No. I mean, never mind. <laughs> Bill goes on to say that he knows a couple of people who have battled the hair loss thing. I know a couple of people who have battled the hair loss thing. Here are the things you can battle. <laughs> Nazis, terrorists, cancer. cancer. <laughs> Not hair loss. You just go... This kind of sucks. I wish I had more hair. Yeah. Or I guess you call a hair restoration expert. Hair club is probably, he says on this paid ad, the best solution he's heard of for all of this. Hair club is probably the best solution I've heard for all of this stuff. Leaves open the possibility that he may have at one time heard of a better solution who has not yet paid him money to sponsor it. He's just sort of leaving, leaving that uh, door open. Just in case I did hear one, but I can't <laughs> recall it right now. Probably. Because he was concerned that he was going to get an email from some fans who were like, remember five years ago when you had a better solution? Bill then fails to pronounce initial correctly. Enjoy a $250 savings on any qualifying hair club service after your initial. He then comes back for the ad for hair club at approximately 26 minutes and promptly swallows. So the Durant thing. Here's my take. At 27 minutes and two seconds, Bill, the genius, tells us that he believes Kevin Durant is extremely very aware. He's not just very aware. How very aware is he? Extremely. And I think he's extremely very aware. At 34 minutes, Bill went on a really long rant about the Knicks, uh, and he was talking about Dolan. And normally a, a James Dolan detractor, he was sort of defending him by saying he's a bad owner and he hires bad people and he's kind of an asshole, but he doesn't meddle. I don't think he's a meddler. I think would be the defense for James Dolan as an owner. Comparing him to other owners who sort of like want to dictate what the general manager does. And then he moved on to talking about how proof of this was that he had hired the Knicks front office and that the front office was actually okay and that they did good with the Porzingis trade considering that Dolan was determined to get rid of him. The Porzingis trade, they did okay considering that Dolan was just bound and determined to get rid of him. Which... Chris, sounds like meddling. <laughs> not if it's uh, going to a larger point Bill is trying to make. <laughs> These do not need to be internally logical if Bill wants to say them. It's in the same point. It's not like, you know, a lot of times he does a thing where he says a thing and then like a half hour later contradicts it. He contradicted the point he was making in the same point. <laughs> At 48.45, Bill, who is very pleased to be doing a rewatchables episode on The Hangover, snorts when talking about doing a rewatchables episode on The Hangover. Not at the table, Carlos. <laughs> he mentioned uh, that they were going to do Eyes Wide Shut. And he said, 
eyes wide shut will probably get us all fired. It's his company. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to fire him? At 58 minutes and 50 seconds, over the next 60 seconds, Bill swallows extremely (laughs) very hard three times. Everybody can go on everybody's show. They lost some stars. The, uh, the, and I don't know, this really like diehard, awesome dude, but injuries. Um, some guys got old, scene is gone, all this stuff. At about one hour and four minutes, Bill talks about how his son saw the movie Fighting with My Family about a family with wrestlers twice in theaters. And then they bought the movie as soon as it came out. Twice in the theater. I can remember seeing one movie in theaters more than once. It was Pulp Fiction. I saw it for Valentine's Day with a girl who after said she was alarmed about the Gimp character. (laughs) And then I saw it with my dad at the Buck Show. That's the only movie I can ever remember seeing twice in theaters. And he sends his his kid to see Fighting With My Family twice. This guy has money to burn. One, if you ever see Pulp Fiction with somebody for the first time and they're not alarmed (laughs) by the Gimp portion of the movie, you should be concerned. I've seen that movie a thousand times. It might be my favorite movie. It's close. But I'm always alarmed by that scene. <laughs> it's fucking hard to watch. Was that the first time or the second time? That was the first time. Okay. I had a pretty good idea. I wasn't quite sure that the gimp was going to pop up. I was going to say, because uh, it would be really weird if you were like, hey, I've seen this. I know there's this gimp scene. Let's go see it on Valentine's <laughs> Day. The only time I've ever seen a movie twice in theaters just happened this weekend. Because I went to see Avengers Endgame. Uh, the first time when it first came out, like the weekend it came out with my brother and a bunch of other people, but my, one of my sons could not go. And then this weekend he asked me if I would go with him. And so I did, but that is the only time. And really it was because like, yeah, that's the kind of thing you do for your kids, but that's the only time I would never do it uh, again. <laughs> Matt is a good dad. My favorite portion of the first episode of the week when Bill outs cousin Kyle for taking dumps at Bill's house. <laughs> Yes, that is hilarious. Dude, when you got to go, you got to go. <laughs> That's, so it's like eight hours, six Kyle, hours you spend at school. It's Kyle every time he comes to my house. <laughs> Top floor, never on the main floor. <laughs> yeah, he goes, disappears, goes upstairs. We don't know what happened. That was great. Laugh but always loud. upstairs, right? They call back to it uh, a little bit later in the podcast. Terrific. Also, Bill, Bill does not get enough credit for the times <laughs> when he truly does make me laugh like a fucking maniac in my car driving home alone. But it's usually kind of like unintentional. Like it's not like he's trying to be, I guess he's trying to be funny, but kind of mean. Like, hey, Kyle, not only am I going to tell all our listenership all over the world how you <laughs> take a bunch of dumps, I'm going to make you edit this podcast. And guess what? You're not allowed to edit that out. Everybody's got to know about your dumps. They do the parent corner thing, which I don't particularly like. It's okay. Although it's usually hilarious because you get to hear how objectively terrible parent Bill is. Yes. At one hour, five minutes and 30 seconds, Bill tells cousin Sal the same story that he told Ryan last week about how Ben called his mom upstairs. Oh yeah. Broke the phone. And then dropped his phone and (laughs) pretended it had just broken. But Ben is such a bad liar that Mrs. Simmons immediately recognized. So it's like one, my kid sucks. Let me tell you about it. But what he actually says is I've told this story. But I didn't tell Sal, so I'm going to tell him now. I have two with my son. One, which I did the other day on the podcast, but you didn't hear it, so I'm going to do it again. So basically what he's saying is, for the benefit of Sal, but to the detriment of all the listeners, I will bore you with this story again. It is the reverse Superman problem in (laughs) ethics, where he is just like, I will now save Lois Lane. (laughs) Metropolis. 
He also says that, uh, did you catch the part where he said that his kid, yes. who lives in LA, yes. goes on a field trip to Boston? This is the mm. school my son and daughter go to. Every year, the fifth grade class goes to Boston. In First fact, of all, why? That was at one hour, six minutes and 28 seconds. Do you, do you think this was like, Bill was like, I will send you my, he went to the school, which presumably is private, uh, and said, school, I will send my prestigious Simmons children to your school, but only if you agree to take them on a field trip to Boston every year? I think it's less nefarious than that. I think he is so rich and sends his kids to such a rich private school that it just so happens that every year in fifth grade, that school sends all its fifth graders to Boston. That's crazy. Because the implication is that Bill's older child, Zoe, the daughter, went to Boston, and presumably all the fifth graders in between their two years went to Boston. That's really weird. It's f***ing absurd. <laughs> I love how Bill thinks of himself as a man of the people. He is living in a f***ing ivory tower at this point. At one hour and approximately eight minutes, Rich Bill says, everything's looking up roses. Everything's everything's looking up roses. Which sounds like some kind of f***ed up botanical librarian. During an ad at one hour and nine minutes, Bill says, in the NBA history. In the NBA history. Is he talking about in the history of the NBA or in NBA history? Dummy. Unclear. Oh, the callback to Kyle taking a dump one hour, 16 minutes in. The joke was Kyle is studying up on Valerian or possibly high Valerian. Valerian. While taking <laughs> at Casa Simmons. I was just when they were talking about uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. During the Game of Thrones uh, segment, Bill says, he always jokes about it being in the 1300s. And he says, um, you know, he talks about Arya in 1300. He says 1300. And then he says, and, but the postquel, as is what he calls it, um, would be in the 1330s. How much time does Bill think <laughs> has passed on Game of Thrones? Yes. We suddenly have, what, 48-year-old Arya? At one hour, 17 minutes, and 15 seconds. At one hour, 17 minutes, and 15 seconds, Bill gives Daenerys this nickname. John then goes to see Danny. Matt, we both know a guy whose last name is, in fact, Danny. <laughs> It sounded like he said Danny to me. Danny. There's not that many syllables or letters in Danny. Danny. At one hour, 17 minutes and 50 seconds, that's 5-0. For those of you scoring along at home, if you are listening to this, you're <laughs> definitely not scoring, if you know what I mean. Sex. <laughs> there was this, possibly the single best swallow of the first episode. Bragging. I've heard stories about all the swords of... Followed by Bill's inability to say the words, Grey Worm. Grey, gray Worm's bad now. He's like, really? Yeah, he has trouble with that one. And then a yawn. Or no, he's not that thracky, right? What is he? No, he, he great yes. Darth Thracky, right? Is? Swallowed, mispronounced, realized that he had bored himself, yawned. At one hour, 26 minutes and 10 seconds during a conversation about Bran, who was criticized for always knowing what was going to happen. But then after it happens, he's one of those, oh, I told you that was going to happen. Bill misses on the fact that he is also master of always knowing what's going to happen. Yes. To wit, discussion about Siaka <laughs> missing two free throws in the same episode. In the second episode with Rusillo, more of the same. One minute in, the world's best website. Let's talk about the ringer.com, the world's best website. We are still licking our wounds. After- Bill goes on to promote binge mode by saying it's the biggest binge mode podcast there is. The biggest binge mode podcast there is. <laughs> I'm not sure how many other binge mode podcasts there are. It seems like it would almost be a copyright infringement. Pearl Jam at two minutes and eight seconds. Pretty good. At eight minutes, Bill talks about bracing for Buck's tweeter. And I was bracing for Buck's tweeter. Everybody is permitted to make a mistake when they pronounce words. Humanity cannot be perfect. 
when we pronounce words, but you also can't let it slide. <laughs> Matt, I feel like in the group of people we hang out with, a full 40% of our conversation revolves around people who misuse words, people who misspeak, people who mispronounce words, and the ensuing mockery of those people. Nobody ever calls him out for saying tweeter. Tweeter. I know. I don't understand it. Is Ryan just not paying attention? Job security. At 35 minutes and 35 seconds, there's this long pause during a State Farm ad. They can help you prepare for whatever life throws your way, kind of like the NBA draft. And I would like to point out that that is the way it sounds, not edited or slowed down. Here is how it sounds slowed down. They can help you prepare for whatever life throws your way, kind of like the NBA draft. Makes me lick on my lips. At 39 minutes and 37 seconds during an ad read for Home Depot, Bill talks about how there are no hassle returns from every days <laughs> and Which days? Every. No hassle returns on every day's essentials and more. This is clearly <laughs> a guy who's making money off something by reading it one time, has not read it to himself or out loud before, which is why it's every day's comma essentials as opposed to everyday essentials. He then goes on to say, you can get this from a homedepot.com from a homedepot.com slash decor. Matt, I'm pretty sure there's just one homedepot.com. <laughs> you should go there. Around 29 minutes, Bill calls Worldwide West Worldwide Wub. Worldwide Wub. Which I assume <laughs> was he started to say and was trying to talk about LeBron's friend, Worldwide West. And then his mind thought after Worldwide usually comes web and so he tried to correct himself was unable to and his brain came out with wub Wub. also did you note chris that they talked about zane Lowe, and much like us rosillo also did not seem to know who he was (laughs) he wondered how he was able to do such a good new zealand accent and the answer is because he's from new zealand at 42 minutes and 25 seconds bill decides another personal rerun where he tells ryan how he already told sal he misses the Durantless <laughs> Warriors and their style of play. Sal and I talked about it a little on Sunday, and I don't want to just repeat it, but... At 42 minutes and 55 seconds for the first of two times this week, Bill tries to use the concept of Newtonian motion, centrifugal force. Yeah. And Draymond was this centrifugal force. Is that the right? Centrifugal? Yeah. I yeah, Googled, I said I that correctly. Yeah. yeah. I Googled the centrifugal force. I also... The next time I came to a stop in my vehicle... Because I wanted to see if, <laughs> he, if he was correctly using it. I guess I can see a way, but I don't think it's what he meant. I think he just said a thing because he thought it sounded good. My impression of centrifugal force after looking at it for some period of time on Wikipedia is that it's a circular type force that pushes objects away from the center of the circle. Isn't it just, it's the force, it's the kind of force that makes it so like when you spin something, it continues to spin for some time because the force, the centrifugal force keeps it moving away from the center and eventually just dies down. Well, there's also centripetal force, which is related somehow. <laughs> in either usage or in either... Either way, how is Draymond a centrifugal force? Yeah, he's not. <laughs> but you could be sure we're going to continue to hear centrifugal force. Is it possible that behind the scenes, Bill is like, don't f-ing call me out on this? Like, I don't want to be told when I'm wrong. Or maybe he doesn't say that specifically, but like gets mad when people call him out. And so people just don't do it because it threatens their livelihood. I love it because it threatens his ego. <laughs> yeah. This is great. I love this. this I'm going to fit this into my psychological profile of Bill. <laughs> Only child, child of divorce, speech impediment. As a result, this. Bill also uh, says Brazil wrong again. Oh, shit. 
When was that? One hour, one minute, and 20 seconds. He also puts an S on the end. She'll make like meatballs and brajals. She'll make... It's already plural. You don't need to say brajols. I would say brajol. If my wife were going to make it, she would say, I'm going to make brajol. Brajol. Ooh, wow. <laughs> uh, but regardless, Bill says it wrong. At 49 minutes and 43 seconds, Bill talks to Ryan about how on Sunday, Bill predicted that Katie would snap on social media. It's funny because on Sunday night, I predicted with Sal. I was like, Katie's going to snap soon on social. I don't remember Bill telling Sal that. Didn't. Maybe he talked to him about it, just <laughs> not while they were on the mic. But I assume they don't edit anything out because if there is actual editing going on here, it's inexcusable <laughs> the way it turns out. <laughs> At one hour, two minutes and 56 seconds, Dr. William Simmons has this to say <laughs> about a medical diagnosis. There's no such thing as a strained calf. Clearly, he is full of shit because there definitely is such a thing as a strained calf. Calf strains are a common injury. The calf muscle or triceps surrey consists of three separate muscles, the gastrocnemius, soleus, and plantarius, whose aponeuroses unite to form the Achilles tendon. Calf strains are generally regarded as common injuries, particularly in athletes, although specific data on injury rates are sparse. Source, U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institutes of Health. At one hour and four minutes, Bill talks about how Larry the Legend Bird came off the bench once. You know, came <laughs> off the bench once. I think another brain fart from Bill as he decides the word that comes after bench should end with the same set of letters as bench, hence once. Bunch. At one hour, 18 minutes and 30 seconds, Bill does this impersonation of Porky Pig. No, I, I, I would say the casinos. <laughs> I would have also accepted this joke. Bill does this audition for the song, Ain't No Sunshine. When she's gone. <laughs> no, I, I, I would say the casinos. At 133.25, a nice, extremely very hard swallow. If you know, people say I didn't work. At 145.15, Bill Simmons says he's removing his analyst hat. <laughs> now I'm removing my analyst hat and just putting my Celtics fan hat on. <laughs> when did he get an analyst hat? Also, why do they give an analyst hat to a guy that's just a columnist? At 149.35, Bill talks about the series finale. The series finale. <laughs> and then does not correct it. No one says anything well, about it. Do you it. think that maybe he was actually trying to be cultured and say it French sounding? Maybe that's why he says Brajols. <laughs> but at 153.40, he loses that culture and pronounces it finale. With every series finale. It's not even right. Like, if you were going to say it in sort of like uh, an Americanized way, then that E on the M would make it finale, not finale. <laughs> <laughs> it was finale in his coffin. <laughs> The last podcast of the week was with Kevin O'Connor and Jonathan Charks to talk about All-NBA, which I found to be quite boring. And then uh, sports stuff, especially sports parenting with David Epstein, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I say this as a guy who's like, you know, a little bit of a higher register voice. That Charks guy yes. has a weird voice. <laughs> Very weird. I was trying to figure out. A, Very nasally. It sounds, it sounds nasally, but he's also stoned <laughs> and very relaxed. Yes. At 224, that is to say before Pearl Jam, which is at 429, which is way too long of a wait for Pearl Jam. But at 224, there's a discussion about a new podcast from the Ringer Podcast Network, Big Little Live, which is about the new HBO show or the return of the HBO show, Big this, Little Lies. 
Is this like throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks? Yes. And also probably servicing their corporate overlords. Where they are right now is we need a lot of content filler because yep. we don't have Game of Thrones. I agree. They talk about how Mina Kimes, or Mina Kimes, mm-hmm. who is an ESPN reporter, is a Ringer satellite and is in our universe. Ringer satellite, uh, just in, in our universe, even though she works for ESPN, Mina Kimes. What? <laughs> it just feels so bizarrely like a self-aggrandizing and uh, proprietary of another person, just say we like her and we want to hear what she has to say. At 23 minutes and 37 seconds, the return of centrifugal force incorrectly used. Well, I mean, who is the centrifugal force of that fit? I think he also, he says agnostically. And then he says, I think I used that wrong, but doesn't correct it. (laughs) I kind of thought he might've been okay on it. Yeah, he might've actually been right. It's like the one time he actually was right he thought he was wrong. And at 108.35, the founder and CEO of The Ringer has this question about when his employees' new pod drops. Sharks, KFC, when are you doing your pod? Uh, we already did our pods this week. Yeah, right? well, yeah. We're, we're, doing oh. a, we're doing a video shot for this for a mock yes, draft. Yeah, oh, okay. We're recording yeah. a mock draft today with John Gonzalez. On the Ringer yeah. YouTube, yeah, with John awesome. Gonzalez. All right. Nice to have you guys. Yeah, nice to have us on. They answer, it has already dropped. Thanks for paying attention, guy who signs <laughs> our checks. At 123.40, it's clear Bill does not know what he is saying as he is saying it. <laughs> when actually they're just picking up these cues to see what's coming ahead of time. I was thinking about that part because I read the book the last two days. You can tell because of these crazy pauses. <laughs> just stop. Just stop and start over, Bill. I think he's just a bad conversationalist at times. He's just thinking about what he's going to say. Yeah. At 125, heavy swallow. It's about somebody like Houston even somebody like Milwaukee, where they have this specific offensive system that's weird, built yeah. around one great player. Yeah. And they kind of do the same thing. At 125-26, extremely very heavy swallow. A <laughs> couple years where the longer the series goes, the tougher it is for them to get stuff done. At 144-14, Matt, I cannot <laughs> believe that Bill tells us he was always really good at math, <laughs> even though he was a bit of an ad-libber. I was always like an ad-libber with math, and I was always really <laughs> yeah. good at math. But like, all right, just figure, how do you solve the problem? Yeah. You know, and use whatever method works for you for that time. I never, that never made sense to me. You know how mathematical <laughs> concepts really lend themselves to things like extemporaneousness <laughs> or improvisation. They're literally permanent. Yes. They can't be changed, and if they do, you get a different result. They're like laws of the universe, <laughs> which really is more or less, from Bill's perspective, a framework in which you <laughs> it's, improvise. It's basically like this. If you can ad-lib mathematics, you are God. Yes. Well, <laughs> welcome. God is playing jazz with math. No one else. One of the things Bill cannot really improvise is speaking in English, <laughs> such as when at 151.03, he talks about how they more or less promoted Mallory Rubin from an editor, which he said she was very good at, to a podcaster, which she's pretty good at, can be annoyingly I mean, shrill. Basically, self, this whole thing was self-congratulatory, though, right? But the reason, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but but the, the explanation he gives for her success as a podcaster is this. She's one of the best people we have for speaking. One, I don't know why that qualifies you to do anything. Two, have you heard Mallory Rubin speak? That's not what she's good at. I mean, in terms of... She is certainly able to put together cogent thoughts. She doesn't have a lot of weird uh and um pauses, but her voice is annoying and she laughs shrilly. At 151.40, during an ad for the Rewatchables, another long pause. We have one coming 
up Memorial Day Monday. You know, Bill, you can re-record these. Or just edit the pause out. We have one coming up Memorial Day Monday. Yes. <laughs> Either one is fine. Just don't make us feel uncomfortable like you did during this possible mini stroke <laughs> during your conversation with David Epstein about how maybe A-Rod is not a pathological liar, but maybe a serial liar. Listen to this utter verbal breakdown. I'm not going to call him a pathological liar, but he definitely was a, a, a serial liar. Before we end, Matt, as always, here's a list of things Bill found delicious on his podcast last week. That he wants a test. Mm. And you're in sweatpants with your shirt off of your house. Mm. And you're like, not to go here again. Mm. Tonic, man. That quinine, mm. it's out. I kept getting distracted during it. Like mm. I would look at my phone. or I'd There's a ceiling on you in a big time playoff series. Mm. Poor Capella. But set you up for the best long-term development, mm. basically, classes. So they would then underperform. Mm. Now, Matt, as we always do at the end of the Bill Simmons podcast podcast, we are forced away from each other in a circle, as if by some unknown Newtonian force. That cannot be changed. Ah, <laughs> On the Bill Simmons podcast podcast.